0: Hello, and welcome to Alcohol-Free Radio. I'm your host, Chris Becker, and I'm excited to have you join us. Whether you are new to the amazing and growing alcohol-free community, or someone who is already familiar, we hope you enjoy our program. This is where you can hear from some people making a real difference, whether as brewers or producers of amazing beverages, influencers in the community, authors, storytellers, and more. We aim to break it down and bring it all together. Our goal is simple to build awareness about this great community and to help make alcohol-free fun, easy, and tasty great. So here we go, enjoy. I had the pleasure to meet John DeBerry last fall in New York City during the pandemic. We had an outdoor meeting in the South Street Seaport and got to know him a bit more and some of the background. In this episode, you will get to hear our very own Sloan Schweitzer, VP of operations um, and kind of involved in everything we do here at Better Roads, interviewing John DeBerry. So I hope you enjoy the episode.
1: Here we have John DeBerry. He is a cocktail and bar expert with over a decade of experience working in award-winning New York City bars and restaurants. His original recipe was featured in the best-selling cocktail book called PDT, Please Don't Tell, which is a famous bar that he used to work at. He was a director for the Mamafuku restaurant chain who uh, trained countless bartenders and servers, as well as opened 10 restaurants, each with their own unique bar program. He is the co-founder and president of the Restaurants Workers Community Foundation and strives to create experiences with, will, that will increase deliciousness and joy in the world while educating people so that they can do the same for themselves. And lastly, most recently, he published his first book called Drink What You Want. I'm sure I'm missing something. I'd like to welcome John. <laughs> Hi.
2: <laughs> I don't think you are missing anything except for Proto, but I think it's the whole reason why we're here, so. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, so I'd like to start every interview by asking what road or roads led you to where you are today?
2: A um, uh, Very um, winding uh, and, <laughs> and uh, unexpected road. Um, you know, I'm an extremely lucky person and I was able uh, to go to like a fancy college and kind of on this track to do like a lawyer academic job. And um, I just kind of randomly fell into bartending when I was out of college and looking for jobs um, and found out that I was like really good at it and really like doing it. Um, and I really liked the experience of like making something for someone and having them drink it. like. And having that experience happen in front of you, and the whole idea of hospitality and the selflessness of it, um, so it just spiraled from there—from behind the bar at PDT to Momofuku. Um, and then when it came time to, you know, write my own book and create my own drinks that you know you could get on a shelf, um, it's a kind of a natural progression. Um, but you know, it was not, you know, on my what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> Sixth grade <laughs> <All right>. exercise. <laughs> And I'm happy about that. So,
1: that's great. Um, so, anyone that's listening that doesn't know, Proto is not a wine, and it's not trying to be a wine. Um, do you mind elaborating on what it is then?
2: Yeah. So, um, it's something that I I kind of had struggles to define too, because you know the non-alcoholic category is so new, and there's not there's some reference points with like spirits and beer and wine, but um, a lot of the really cool things that are happening are outside of those frames of reference so for me um produce, it has a similar kind of function in someone's life like it would wine like in terms of when you would drink it and the amount you're drinking and the fact that it's perfect to drink right out of the bottle all you need to do is chill it or add some ice like it doesn't even require any mixing um, but the flavor is completely different the flavor um has a lot of references in like italian amaro or like vermouth or um different paratifs like Millet or Campari and there's even some the Ludlow Red it has a little bit of like a creme de cassis feeling with it with the blackberry and the, and the flowers um so it's for lack of a better word it's just a it's just a drink right. <laughs> um but it's sort of it's a dry word for for the kind of complex experience that i hope people get from drinking
1: right well, you have such an extensive background in the cocktail and alcohol space. Why did you choose to make a non-alcoholic
2: product? Um, it's it's something that's been on my mind for a long time. As, at, at PDT, you know, the, all the cocktails you know had spirits in them or alcohol, and people came in and they weren't if they if they weren't drinking alcohol, they usually just got something kind of uninspiring, like a bitters and soda. Um, so I sort of start to think about like maybe there are some recipes you can develop and using ingredients behind the bar. Um, and then uh, at we, we I was in charge of cocktail programs, but then we started to do non-alcoholic cocktails like very, very seriously and devoted space and attention to them. And we saw people who otherwise would just be getting water or like a Diet Coke or something kind of sad. Right. They, they were like, oh, wow, I can finally have something that's like in the same kind of world as everybody else. Um, so that just sort of tipped me off that, you know, hospitality for me is about being accessible and having as many people as possible, welcoming, feel feel welcome. So um, when it came time to create something that was, you know, in a bottle, um, I had an idea about the way I wanted to things to taste and then it just felt almost really natural to me to try to do it that alcohol because A, it's challenging technically and B, like, if you want as many people as possible to enjoy something, then you remove as many barriers as you can.
1: Right. How do you recommend drinking it?
2: Uh, chilled uh, in a like a wine glass or an old fashioned glass um, with a little ice, if you want. The Spritz does really well with ice. Love the Lumba red is a little bit warmer, um, so it has. So it's a little bit. Uh, ice is fine, but it's not my where I would go. Um, so it's really just great to just. Pour and go, like you don't have to think about it too hard. Um, and I see people making cocktails with it or mixing, you know, spirits, champagne, you know, <laughs> right. ginger ale. It's sort of it, it. It is a good thing to play with, but for me, the the, the ideal experience is just chilled and in, in, mm-hmm. in a glass. Yeah.
1: Have you gotten a lot of positive feedback and in, in your following base?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think people. um I think that there's a lot of latent demand. Um, for products that don't have alcohol in them and not just for people who are you know like more kind of structured in their non-drinking i think a lot of people kind of just didn't realize that it was an option or there really weren't that many options so it just didn't occur to a lot of people and i think the last year and a half a lot of people who um you know maybe they're not drinking for a month or for a day or for a year or whatever they're just like oh wow like I don't necessarily need to have alcohol in order for it to be a, you know, culinarily in legitimate experience. Um, so just like kind of like opening people's eyes to things that they just weren't, weren't even really looking for um, right. is, is the coolest part. Um, just like, wow, I don't, like I just have this amazing meal. I just you know drank all these amazing things and I can like go to a yoga class if I want to, you know? So it's, uh-huh. it's really about that, like activating people's imagination.
1: I know. We agree that more people need to know about these products. So that point to the is the thing. Um, where do you see the alcohol space going in the future?
0: Um,
2: well, I mean, I think that um, with, with drinking in general, you know, there was a trend of like, you know, there was fancy wine and craft beer and then craft spirits and coffee and tea and I think that the non-alcoholic category is kind of like the last um, you know of those categories to get really like enhanced by a huge explosion of creativity Um, and so we're seeing now just um, like shops online or in in person or like brick and mortar shops just like you can walk into somewhere or you can go onto a website and you like have like 40 options and you're just like, wow, I, like, <laughs> you, like two years ago, this was like unheard of. And now right. um, there's just, yeah, you know, more and more than you know what to do with. And so I think that um, the kind of, for me, the exciting innovative things are happening in non-alcoholic drinks um, just because you are kind of free of a lot of the, the limitations and the like ingrained ways of thinking that you would for say, like if you're trying to make a gin, you know, I feel like we've been there, done
1: that. I know some people debate on the statistics, but it's around 30 to 40% of eligible drinkers choose not to drink. And right now we're seeing that the alcohol-free space is so small, but it's been growing progressively over the past years because we're finally all coming together and realizing that there's not great alternatives.
2: Yeah, definitely. It definitely feels like one of those movements where there's like a tipping point of like, people are interested and that there's a response to it and just sort of builds and the feedback bubbles out and over and kind of becomes mainstream.
1: Right. Um, What's your advice to someone who wants to elevate their bartending skills, but is not an expert like you?
2: Um, Buy my book. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of a self-serving answer, but um, the, a lot of like the main uh, kind of lesson messages of my book are that it's like, don't really, need to be that scared of of failing and making something that isn't that great because you can always just try again and it isn't that serious um so just like taking a a playful experimental approach to things and you know i created a lot of i created a lot of probably undrinkable cocktails before i got to the point where i was able to make drinkable cocktails and um, so much of success is moving on from failure so um just don't be like, don't be shy don't be afraid and um, just try it you know the worst you can do is like pour it out if it doesn't taste good right
1: okay um final question what is something about yourself that someone can't just google
2: um i have like it's i have not, not a secret past but it's not a google googleable thing i worked for the i worked for new york city my first job out of college, I was working for New York City as an investigator for the Civilian Complaint Review Board, which um, investigated allegations of police misconduct. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of one of one of those things I didn't think about a lot, but this past year, be thinking about the structure of policing in our society and you, kind of the things that I saw and like the kind of function of the agency um, have kind of all come back to me uh, after 15 mm-hmm. years. So, um, so that's a sort of interesting nugget where you know I was I. Got up at six in the morning and interviewed police officers in small rooms in Lower Manhattan. And I had a badge, and I would drive around and do like field work and survey and get, you know, video evidence. And it was it was a really interesting experience. But it's yeah. not something that um, that you can find online. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Well, where can people buy your book?
2: Um, they uh, the best place to go. Uh, is just to to search for um, drink what you want. Um, And you can find the Penguin Random House website because they have links to like local booksellers and online indie indie bookstores. Amazon, obviously Um, go to my website, johndeberry.com has everything and links to Proto and to Restaurant Workers Community Foundation. Um, So yeah, maybe just go to my website and that's just your beginning. (laughs) You can go from there.
1: All All right. Thank you so much for talking with me.
2: Of course. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Alcohol-Free Radio. We'd love to hear from you. Send us a message on social media or through email at hello at betterroads.com. Great to be here with you all together. Take care.